0: Welcome back to our bonus Enneagram episodes. This week, we are giving you part two of our discussion with Scott DeSanders about Enneagram twos. In part one, we covered a lot about the basic descriptions of the two. And in this episode, we will pick back up where we left off last time with entering into more discussion about how twos function in romantic relationships. We hope that this will be enlightening for any of you who believe you are a two and that it will give you insight into how to navigate through common fears, blind spots, and tendencies you may have as a two. For those of you who are not a two on the Enneagram, we will be covering every number in the future, so keep on the lookout for your number on these bonus episodes.
1: got some some fun thoughts about twos and relationships, but yeah. one other piece is uh, we all have an orientation to time uh, and they're not always the same. So for twos, they're one of the personalities that are oriented to time with the present moment. What that means is twos aren't necessarily looking to the past as much to learn all the time from the road that they've already walked. They're also not necessarily living far into the future with their plans and their goals and their dreams of where they're going to be in five years and 10 years and beyond, most twos are thinking and seeing what and who is right in front of them in the present moment and responding to those needs. And that's just where twos tend to live. And so you've got to learn how do you capitalize on the strengths of that? And then how do you balance up where that can be a gap and it can leave some gaps? It it reminds me of Uh, a fun story that I saw with Yvonne, uh, we took our, our boys out to look at Christmas lights. Um, and so it was kind of a later night than normal. Uh, we were getting them up into their room and bathing them probably an hour later than normal. They were, their attitudes were crazy. They were, they were just wild and it was so hard to calm them down and get them to sleep. And, um, so our oldest is up in his bed after a struggle to get him to chill, Get his clothes on. And um, I remember hearing him ask Yvonne, hey mom, what are we doing tomorrow? And Yvonne, just tired and exasperated, she said, Gray, can we not talk about tomorrow? And instead, can you just tell mommy thank you for what she did for you tonight? That's tunis like all over, backwards and (laughs) forwards. I love it. It's hey, I'm not, I'm don't have the energy to think ahead. I'm stuck with what's happening right now. And I want to feel appreciated for the work that I just put in to like give you a great night. Totally. Can you tell totally. me thank you and not just ask me about what's coming tomorrow? So Tuesday, <laughs> you live in the present, yeah. make that the best that you can, and then learn yeah. to balance in where you come from and where we're all going.
2: That's and, so uh, interesting. Scott, getting, I just want to say, Yvonne, you and I, I think, talked about this because when we were together a couple weeks ago. It's like no time passes when Yvonne and I are together. It's like we just are right back into being in that friendship space. I am so in the moment. Like I have I have so many different relationships from all over in time, space and time, but like when I'm here, I'm here, which is such yeah. a blessing. But like my parents, like when we go to Indiana and visit them, like I'm all there. It's not like I'm texting my friends back home. It's not like, like I'm literally the week that we're there for Christmas. It's like, this is where I'm at. And we're fully submersed and we're doing everything. And I'm not worrying about the next week and what we're doing and who we're visiting men. It's just, this is where we are. Absolutely. I think the hardest part about that is, is keeping up with people. Because the depth of relationships, I mean, Yvonne, you and I were talking about that. It's like the, the amount of time and space I spent with some of my K-Life kids. And we talk about it all the time. It's like, but now we're all doing our own lives. And so a little bit of me, Scott has that hard time with like, how do I reconcile this love that I have for all the humans that I've gotten to do life with? And yet I can't give them all that love all the time. You know, Girl. I struggle with that.
0: It has gotten me in trouble many times with people who are not in my space in the present. Like, I don't know if that's been true for you, but yeah, that's – Really but you true. know,
1: unlike other people who are wired different, those people that are with you in the present are, are very well with attended you. to and yeah. very well taken yeah. care of. And there's yeah. others that are not oriented into the present that people around them and people with them don't feel their full attention. And so oh, that's, yeah. again, where this is a, yeah. it's a gift and it's an asset. Yeah. So I've got a couple more things on twos just to finish up with this, and then I want to talk beyond. So, so every personality in the Enneagram has what we call a wounding or an unconscious Mm. message, and it's kind of it's one of those internalized messages that we all got early in life that's just sitting there and it kind of echoes and ripples and it it doesn't generally go away for most of the twos life and you have a lot of work to do to counter this message but that wounding or unconscious message for twos is it's not okay to have your own needs. Mm. It's not okay to have your own needs. So most twos learned that or felt that early in life and that leads to a lot of how what we've talked about has grown and how that happens. Yeah. And then there's also what we call a lost message or a healing message. And this is something that just went missing that other people wired differently with of other personalities don't struggle to the same extent to believe this. And for twos, that lost message, the healing message is you are wanted, you mm-hmm. are valued. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not something where You know, I as someone that's not a two can just walk up to Yvonne or Angie and just say that, hey, Yvonne, you're wanted. Like that doesn't it's no magic wand. Mm -hmm. But through my actions and a lifetime of nurturing and investing into our relationship, I can try to counteract and and provide that message. But Mm -hmm. twos you need to be aware of both of those because they're in your subconscious, they're in your heart, they're probably um, statements that the enemy has been whispering to you for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. So,
1: on that heavy note, can we switch gears and talk some fun about what twos bring to the table in relationships and maybe in the yes. dating process?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Yvonne, like we said, if somebody is loving this, what are some ways that they can help spread the word about the Adventure Solo podcast?
0: Yes. We would greatly appreciate your help in spreading it through your favorite social media app, whether that's Instagram or Facebook. Um, Share it with your friends. You can text it to friends of yours. Um, We would love to spread it um, around as much as possible. We also just recently started our own website where you Mm -hmm. can listen to the podcast straight from our website, and it is adventuringsolo.com, and Mm -hmm. on that website, you will see the podcast there, but also you can visit the blog, and we have... One blog coming up at the end of this week from our friend Leslie, who um, was two episodes ago, and she is going to do a entry on um, divorce and I think maybe dating after divorce. So be looking for that. We are going to be having more entries coming every other week on the website as well as a resource page where you can find more of our friends that we have featured on the podcast in the past. Um, We will be putting more Enneagram information up in the future so that you can learn some more from um, Scott and maybe other resources that we have to offer you So we hope that the website will be a place that you could um, use as a resource for helping you in dating or just being encouraged in your singleness. Um, And yeah, so check it out. We would love for you to check it out. We would love for you to give us your email on there if you would like to have just a notification when we have new information up. Um, we would love to hook you up in that way.
1: It was just Valentine's Day this week. And so I got to see some of this in action with Yvonne, a uh, time mm-hmm. of continuing to date in our marriage. Angie, I know you guys celebrated Valentine's Day too. But, yeah. you know, in our single years, uh, we went through so much of processing our personality with somebody else when it came to dating relationships. Mm-hmm. I would say that if you're a two, if you're listening and you're a two, let's talk about some of the gifts that you bring into a relationship that some of the assets that you are in a dating relationship. First off twos, based on what we've said previous to now, you are in tune with your partner's needs and not everyone can do that as well as you so in a dating relationship you bring that gift of just being naturally and instinctively in tune with what your what your boyfriend what your girlfriend what your fiance your spouse needs and that's a wonderful thing you're also naturally inclined to making that person's life easier and more comfortable and i can tell you not all of us are like that yeah. <laughs> that's not yeah. instinctive to me i have to really go out of my thought process and out of my way to think, how can I make Yvonne's life more comfortable? But Mm -hmm. I see you doing that all the time, Yvonne. You just instinctively are thinking of ways to help me and make my life better and easier. And another big gift that every two brings into a relationship is that other people, in particular your relationship partner, are going to feel loved Mm -hmm. just by you being yourself. You don't have to discipline yourself to practice loving others. You don't have to really work at that. It just happens naturally. And that's a wonderful thing. Yvonne, I can say I've never, ever questioned the fact that you love me. And I know that's not always the case for every relationship. In some dynamics and other personalities, people have to really bring that out and be more intentional. But twos, that's just a gift that you bring, a natural affinity towards demonstrating love at all times.
0: I feel very valued right now. It's true. It's true.
1: Well, that was just priming you because let's talk for a moment about some of the blind spots that a two may have in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) None of us are perfect. So, Hey, if you're, if you're a two and you're in the dating process or you're, or you're trying to work on yourself before your next relationship, these are some potential blind spots that you could have. First off, your dating partner may not always want or value the things that you're doing for them instinctively. So again, like we've said earlier, you need to really ask yourself, do they need this from me and do they want this from me? Mm, Um, And again, they may not value it super well because they're so used to it from you. And so you've got to be on guard that other people may not express value for what you're doing for them to the extent that you feel like you deserve. So just be aware of that. Okay. Second, the, the other person that you're dating or in a relationship with, their time with other people or their time alone may end up communicating to you rejection or it may oh, make yeah. you feel unvalued. And you have yeah. to be on guard for that because it's not true. And Yvonne you and I struggled with this early in our relationship when we were dating. I'm I'm an introvert and I need some recharge time where I'm alone. And even though these days we have really worked through that well, when we were early in a relationship, I know you felt on a regular basis that I was rejecting you because I needed to be away from you. And it wasn't about you. It was just I needed alone time. And I know you felt like Maybe I didn't love you or value you fully. Does mm-hmm. that, does that uh, kind of bring it to to reality or life? Does that sound oh, right? Oh, I remember. <laughs>
0: is that what you're asking?
1: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I my do. husband I is remember. the same. Yeah. Yeah. And my mm-hmm. husband Scott is very similar. He's very introverted and needs his space. But I would take that as rejection and a lot. And I it was very difficult in our first year or two of marriage of like, I just kind of had that thought that you would need me all the time and want me all the time. And he was like, no. And I'm like, what? So how there do you counteract that? There be something wrong with that?
1: me. Yeah. yeah. If you're in the moment and you're feeling rejected because your, your dating partner is moving away from you, um, how do you counteract that feeling?
2: Well, if I'm an unhealthy two, I try to make them need me.
1: <laughs> yep. Do
2: you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, totally. yeah, but if I'm a healthy two and I'm very certain of my value and my worth and I can like notice like, oh, maybe I need to practice some thoughts that make me feel love towards myself and maybe I need to practice some thoughts of love towards him and also not make him needing or wanting alone time mean anything about me or his love for me.
1: It's true.
0: If you are enjoying this conversation, please share it with your friends and family, especially anyone you know who are Enneagram junkies like we are. Keep on the lookout for more Enneagram bonus episodes in the future as we cover the other numbers. Also, let us know what you think about our content by messaging us on our Instagram and Facebook pages or through our website, adventuringsolo.com. We would love to hear from you. Also, please leave us a rating or review. This will help more people to find our podcast so that they can be encouraged in their singleness as well. Now back to our episode.
1: And, and one more blind spot for a two that we referred to earlier in our conversation, but just to bring it back up, when you're dating somebody and you're a two, just recognize that your own needs are, are probably constantly taking the back seat Mm-hmm. And it's going to get ugly if you keep that up. Yeah. So in a relationship, you've got to really uh, work on recognizing when you're overextending yourself, when you're over meeting needs and make sure that you take the time to take care of yourself or communicate that to your partner and say, I need this now because yeah. um, if not, it's, it's only going to get worse for me. Yeah. Is okay. So, not
0: hard for you to do, Angie? ask for what you need.
2: Oh yeah. Very hard. And it was really hard when I had little kids and it was really hard, you know, like, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes of like, gosh, just actually communicating like what I'm thinking and feeling and like being honest and saying like, okay, I'm needing some time where you look at me in my face and you hold my hand and you like say words that you think about me. Like we're to the point now, I mean, we've been married 10 years where it's like, we can now have that conversation where I'm like, hey, I would really love that. Now, you know, I can't hold it against him if he doesn't do that, you know, but Yvonne, I think that's like a turning point is like really understanding my own needs and then meeting those myself and then bringing my love to him in that very healthy way. That's good.
1: And twos, the rest of us need to hear that. And I know you don't like saying what you need and it feels selfish and it feels maybe like it's less valuable if you have to ask for it. But the fact is some of us just don't know it. Those of us in a relationship with you as a two, we just are unaware sometimes until you tell us. And so if you... If you desire it, be willing to communicate that. And it increases the likelihood that you won't have to ask for that as much in the future because it increases our awareness.
0: So I might let you coach us a little bit, Angie. Yeah,
1: would love this it. This has
0: been a real issue for me um, as a two because I know, like, we have learned through, you know, this training that twos should ask for what they need, but I Mm -hmm. hate doing it because I see what other people need. And so I meet those needs because I love them. Yes. And I feel very frustrated that others don't do that for me. And that communicates to me that they don't think of me and that they don't love
2: me. Yeah.
0: Now, I know that that is not right because I'm a, I'm expecting others to think like I do. Yeah. But, like, the reason I'm bringing this out is because anyone who is a two may have that same thought process. Like, totally. oh, easy. You can tell me I need to ask for what I need, but someone doesn't love me if they don't see my needs. Right.
2: Yeah. And that belief right there. Yeah. And so I think, Yvonne, like number one, like as Scott was saying before, you have an expectation. Like your manual, like what I like to say is your manual, is like your belief of like if Scott or if someone, like whoever is listening to this, it, you have yeah, a belief. it's not that, just
0: Scott. This is not yeah, just totally. a Scott issue. I yes, will clarify no. that.
2: <laughs> Every, yeah. But like you have a belief, like your belief is if they love me, they will meet my needs without me asking. Right. They will see my needs and know to take care of them. Like, th- Like that's a belief that you're operating on into mm-hmm. the world. Does that make yep. sense? Where, one, you probably don't verbalize that to all your humans. Like, you don't yep. say to like a friend, like, hey, Angie, I just want to let you know, I'm going to meet your needs, but I'm expecting you to think about me and meet my needs.
0: Right. Right? Yeah.
2: So number one, we don't typically share our manuals or our expectations with other people. We just expect them. And so then we're setting them up for failure because we're not even verbalizing what we're wanting, right? So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the first part. Mm -hmm. You could verbalize. You could say, hey, you could say that to a friend, but then you have the expectation that they're going to do that. And when they don't do that, you're going to have negative emotion towards them. Or- You're going to internalize that negative emotion and say, they don't really love me. They don't really care about me. They don't really, you know. Right. And so with those two things, like then you're going to feel hurt. You're going to feel unvalued, all those things. But it's just coming from the thought they should do
0: this. Right. Which does not in the end give me the outcome that I actually want.
2: Totally. Maybe they shouldn't notice my needs and meet them? Like, what if I was able to operate under that? Like, what if I could go into it and be like, like you kind of said, Scott, like, I'm a two. This is my superpower. Like, I see people's needs and I can meet them. Like, let's go. But her, him, you know, they can't. And that's okay. That doesn't make them less than. That's just not their superpower. You know what I mean? So what if I believed, like, they're not supposed to meet my needs or know them? Like, question both of that. Like, Mm -hmm. what if you were, like, they're not supposed to know my needs and they're not supposed to meet them? Like, what if I'm supposed to meet them, like, for myself? Like, my biggest thing, too, Yvonne, is, like, people actually don't need me. You know what I mean? They don't, like, they can get their needs met in other ways. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like and you know, instead of me just saying, What if they don't? Why yeah. don't I just say they don't have my superpower? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not gonna expect Scott to have my superpower anymore. Yeah. So I just need to offer it to him.
2: <laughs> totally.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: But I gosh darn I'm more- trying
1: to work on developing that power.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott's like, it's not working. It's not happening. I've got different abilities. Facilitating for yourself, Yvonne, of like, what would it look like if I had my needs met? Like, and I just loved Scott with my superpower. Like, and then what if I just let Scott love me or a friend, you know what I mean? Love me for what they, they, however they want to love me. And I'm just open to receiving it.
0: Which is really what unconditional love is and really how Jesus actually, like, loved
2: others too yeah yep it's mind-blowing though because that's I don't feel like that's the romance Hollywood or the world or whatever is really portraying it's not like I'm in this relationship to love you I'm not here to get love from you I'm here to pour love on you so I need to get myself to that place where I can think about you in that way and if you love me icing on the cake
0: yeah that's good
1: that's really good (laughs)
0: I bet you think so. (laughs) Scott's like, kudos, people.
1: (laughs) Sweet, I'm off the hook. Yeah. Thank you, Angie. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Well, I do have one more little thought, which would be back to twos in relationships or twos in the dating process, just to speak to anyone who's listening, who is in relationship with a two, maybe you're not one, but if you're dating a two, or if you're in a relationship with a two, here's some quick little pointers for you. First off, practice taking something off of your two's plate and let them relax. So earlier Yvonne mentioned how she can really access who she is and her own identity when she's journaling. And Mm -hmm. I've learned that something I can do is to take the things that would normally be occupying her attention, the things that she's just doing to serve us and say, I got this, you go out, you go to a coffee shop tonight, I've got all the tasks, I'll take care of our needs, you Mm -hmm. go, like you go rest, you go recuperate and relax. So we need to to learn to do those things and not just take advantage of our twos, okay? The second thing would be know the power of small gifts and reminders that you're thinking of them and that you see them and you value them. That doesn't always come as intuitively to everybody, but if you're in a relationship with a two, it's going to go a long way. And that doesn't mean that you need to buy your two a Rolex or a new car every day, like small little gestures can go a long way with it too, because it just reminds them that they're important to you. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned, um, I just started practicing a little while ago. Like when I think of Yvonne during the day, I go ahead and give her a call. Like I'm away from her for eight or nine hours of the work day. And if she's on my mind, I just call her and let her know that. And it means a lot to her. I think, does it?
0: Yeah, it does.
1: So, little gestures can mean a lot. Writing a little note to tell them what they mean to you, just simple little tokens of appreciation are good things to practice if you're in a relationship with a two. Mm-hmm. And then, one more thing close to that is just practice genuinely expressing your appreciation for the things that they do for you and the things that they do well they do so much of this and it's happening all the time that we can take it for granted or we can just feel like it's white noise to say thank you one more time but it it means a lot and so if your two is serving you and meeting your needs and and absorbing your feelings and helping you through the hard stuff like you've got to really practice appreciating that and verbalizing that to them so they know that that effort isn't just going nowhere. It's not just wasted time. And it helps them know that you love them back. So Mm -hmm. I think that'll help some of us as we figure out and love well these wonderful people that we are in relationship with. So that's all about twos, backwards and forwards and left and right. Right. And we've just had two experts in this conversation tonight because they live it every day.
2: Okay. Well, I think this has really like been a, a conversation that has hit so many different angles. So Scott, thanks so much for joining us. And um, I know that our listeners are going to gain many nuggets, new thoughts to think, new ways that they can kind of understand themselves, new ways to understand people that they're in relationships with. And that's what we really hope to equip you guys with is just some new ways of doing the life that the Lord has given you. So Scotty, thank you for coming on and taking your time to be with us today.
1: Thank you guys. It's been such a fun conversation.
2: I love it.
0: And I do have one question for you, Scotty. Are there a few books that you would like to recommend to our listeners on the Enneagram that they could check out for the future if they don't know much yet?
1: Well, uh, one of the ones you uh, referred to earlier at the top of our conversation was The Road Back to You, which is, uh, it's a great first step if you um, want to learn some basics about Enneagram uh, wisdom and personalities, Uh, and you did mention Suzanne Stabile's uh, third book that she just put out, and it's called A Journey Toward Wholeness, and it's really, really good. It talks a lot about how we can Um, under stress and insecurity take on other behaviors that are a little outside our personality and it gives a lot of great um, growth and development tips for all of us to continue to mature in our personalities because that's one beautiful thing this is not a static system there's so much room for us to grow and to also catch ourselves in the act when we are um, acting poorly so uh, there's there's so much information out there. Those are probably the the top two things I would start with, though.
0: Well, friends, thank you for joining us here at the Adventuring Solo Podcast. We hope that this finds you having a wonderful week, and we encourage you to get out and have an adventure this week. And we will see you soon.